friends, to the Elul 24 episode of Footsteps of the Messiah. And we're going to just jump right in here to our continuing topic on Lashon Hara. This is going to be episode 3. And we may just continue on with this topic because there's a lot to learn about it in uh, the next 4 or 5 days. So uh, anyway, the article I'm going to be reading from is Torah.org. And this is from the Chofetz Chaim or Chafetz Chaim. Um, called Ethics of Speech. So what is Lashon Hara? So there is uh, an article here. It's just part one. And it's uh, divided into five parts. We're going to see how far we can get and make it a short one. And hopefully you'll be edified, encouraged, and find meaning in this for yourself and for your life and for this time in Elul. So let's get started. So the definition of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is any derogatory or damaging statement against an individual. In Hilchot Deot 7.5, Maimonides supplies a litmus test for determining whether something is or isn't Lashon Hara. Anything which, if it would be publicized, would cause the subject physical or monetary damage or would cause him anguish or fear is Lashon Hara. So that right there says, you know, if you're saying something negative about anybody especially if they're not present uh, and especially if they wouldn't want that said uh, or even if they might be okay with it it is not our business to speak it say it share it divulge it or write it or any even hint at it all right part two commandments regarding lashon hara there are many commandments positive and negative which can be violated when someone speaks lashon hara two negative and two positive examples Leviticus 19.15, Lo telech rachil ba'amecha, do not go about as a talebearer among your people. This is the basic prohibition against speaking Lashon Hara, Leviticus 19.15. Number two, Leviticus 19.14, Lifne iver lo titen michshol, do not place a stumbling block before the blind. One who involves himself in Lashon Hara is helping others to violate the prohibitions as well. Number three, Deuteronomy 24.9. Remember what God did to Miriam. When Miriam spoke negatively against her brother Moshe, she was afflicted with sararat, leprosy. That's a biblical kind of leprosy, not really the kind that we see in the movies with, God forbid, you know, this, you know, horrible, like, I don't even want to say it, but like, you know, limbs affected or, you know, anyway, God forbid. Number four, Leviticus 19.18. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the source of the do unto others rule. That we should treat others the way we would want to be treated. All right. Section three, Lashon Hara guidelines. Even if it's Lashon Hara, even if A, it's true. B, a listener pressures the speaker to tell. C, names are left out. D, it's about the speaker's family. E, the speaker includes himself in the derogatory description. So even in your midst of pain, suffering, anguish, and your desire to vent, be careful. We can end up gossiping about ourselves, friends. You can end up gossiping about yourself. And this is a new realization I've had to come to. And this article just confirms what I feel like Hashem has been showing me. Lashon Hara expresses itself in many forms. Lashon Hara can be factual, such as stating that someone violated a commandment, or it can be subjective, such as discussing whether someone is intelligent, attractive, generous, etc. 
This type is often worse since listeners often readily accept an unverifiable opinion. Sometimes whether something is Lashon Hara depends on the situation. Reporting that someone gave a certain amount for a donation can be derogatory when said about a wealthy person, but positive when applied to one who has lesser means. Some kinds of statements are not about individuals explicitly, but are Lashon Hara nonetheless. Insulting someone's possessions ultimately insults the owner as well. Degrading groups of people reflects unfavorably upon each member of the group. It doesn't even have to be speech. Any means of communicating derogatory or damaging information, such as writing, email, social media posting, Facebook, Instagram, taking a picture of somebody or saying something defamatory about them in any of those things. Text, a group text, you know, uh, any means of communicating derogatory or damaging information falls under the definition of Lashon Hara, which remember is evil tongue, evil speech. Okay, so this next section is called Avak Lashon Hara, and I'm not sure what Avak means, but maybe we'll find out. Some statements are not outright Lashon Hara, but can imply Lashon Hara or cause others to speak it. These statements constitute Avak Lashon Hara, meaning traces of Lashon Hara. Some examples. Praise. In situation, P-R-A-I-S-E. In situations which inevitably provoke someone to contradict the praise, such as in excess or in front of the subject's enemy or in public. That leads to harm such as recounting someone's generous character when a listener might take advantage of the subject's goodwill. Second section, negative implications. Who would believe what he used to be like, quote unquote? Don't ask me what happened with X person. Those are phrases that imply something negative, and that too is Lashon Hara. Section five, listening to or believing Lashon Hara. Listening to Lashon Hara is generally prohibited for two reasons. One, it's forbidden to accept forbidden to accept or believe Lashon Hara, and by listening to it, one might cause himself to believe it. Number two, by participating in a session of Lashon Hara, the listener will be assisting the other participants to commit the sins of speaking and believing Lashon Hara. Believing Lashon Hara is forbidden regardless of the subject, family, friend, enemy, etc., and regardless of the speaker, teacher, parent, spouse etc. Only if the subject is known to commit certain sins or have other problems, it might be permissible to believe it. In any case, someone can suspect that Lashon Hara might be true, such that the listener should take precautions to protect himself from harm. If information against someone might be of benefit to another, ergo a potential business partner, a roommate, it is permissible for that person to listen to it. The listener should state why he is listening to the information so that the speaker realizes that the intentions of the listener are constructive and also so the speaker does not intend to speak for non-constructive reasons. However, the listener has been forbidden from the following. Accepting the information is true, therefore he may only suspect or investigate, or number two, taking action against the subject based on the information if caught in a group of people who are speaking Lashon Hara, one should try and leave the group or change the topic. If you're stuck there, one, decide in one's heart and mind not to accept the Lashon Hara as true. Two, do not enjoy Lashon Hara because the subject is being shamed. It's a funny story, etc. Number three, do not pretend to agree or accept the Lashon Hara. 
make a face, don't make eye contact, or at least wear a blank, a blank expression. If someone speaking Lashon Hara tries to privately and respectfully tell them that speaking Lashon Hara, sorry, if someone starts speaking Lashon Hara, you should try to privately and respectfully tell them speaking Lashon Hara is forbidden. The best way to prevent others from speaking Lashon Hara is by setting a good example. All right, friends. So we're going to cover uh, speaking Lashon Hara when it's permissible and repentance uh, tomorrow. So look forward to Hilchot Lashon Hara review and some other great examples of the Chofetz Chaim ethics of speech coming to you. Bring it to the people on footsteps of the Messiah. So we're going to call it a night, but may God richly bless you and encourage you. May you know where Hashem is pointing you in the direction, guiding you from the inside to the outside, from the heart to the mind, from the mind to the hands and feet, to be the best version of yourselves on this Elul 25. As we pass into the 25th day of Elul, just five days before the end of the month, coming in to Rosh Hashanah. So uh, this at the seed level, by the way, being the, let's see, Nisan Yar, being the eighth day from Elul 18 is the day that we can do Tikkun and Shuvah for the entire month of Iyar. Iyar is the eighth month, Nisan, sorry, seventh month of the year. So from the 18th at the seed level, we can project into the future repentance we can wash away repentance for each of the 12 past months day by day the last 12 days of elul and uh, remember learn the calendar you've got tishri which is the month we're coming into cheshvan kislev tevet shavat adar sometimes adar too nisan iyar sivan tammuz av elul so we'll start going over those in the coming uh you know season two and really hammering down the calendar, talking about it, and emphasizing it, and how important it is to know your biblical calendar, friends. God bless you. May you be blessed and encouraged. And we never like to end any broadcast without inviting you to make Yeshua the Messiah and the Lord, Redeemer, Savior, and shield of your life. For faith in Yeshua, in Yeshua brings salvation. Be blessed and encouraged, friends. Shalom, shalom.